All right, welcome back, folks. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob are here with you uh, on a for you fantastic Monday morning. Maybe it's not fantastic. Maybe it sucks. Maybe you live in the Northeast and the weather is cold, uh, and you got to go to work because it's Monday. Or maybe you're at work already. If you're like sexy Chris and some of the other people that might listen to the show, and you got to work overnights. Uh, but either way, uh, for us right now, it's not Monday. So um, I'm fine. Uh, talk to me again tomorrow morning and we'll see. But um, we have we have football. We have divisional round football this weekend. And I will say that the divisional round was not as... Fun, I guess, could be the word that you would use as the wild card, or excuse me, the super wild card weekend. Uh, those games last week were awesome. Um, when we recorded last Sunday, we were through all but two of them, I think. We just had the the Sunday night game and then the Monday night game to go. And I think we had talked about like how how good they had actually been. Uh, except for, you know, the, the Seattle San Francisco game, but at least in the first half, we got a really good, you know, half of football, uh, the Tampa game fucking blew. Yeah. That wasn't awesome. So far this weekend, uh, haven't been that good. I mean, they've been fine. I'm not going to sit here and say they sucked, right? Like, I'm not saying like these games are fucking terrible, but compared to last weekend, um, I don't know. I haven't really been that great. I mean, the Philly game yesterday was a fucking joke. You know, Philly won 38 to seven, like at no point in that game, did it ever even feel remotely close? Uh, because it wasn't mostly. Cause uh, the giants are fucking frauds. Yeah. The Jaguars kind of kept it close, but not really. They kicked if a you late watched, field goal. Yeah, so that's one of those things. Like, if you watch the game, it never really felt close. Um, but, you know, if you see the final score, you see the highlights, you're like, oh, wow. You know, Kansas City only won by a touchdown. It's like, yeah. But if you watch, like I said, if you watched every second of the game, it, it at no point where you like, oh, wow, Jacksonville's got something going here. Like, maybe they can pull this off. Like, there was, it never, never happened. Um, and then the early game today, uh, was shitty. Um, so I mean, and, and I, I give these reviews on the standpoint of a general football fan, right? Now, obviously if you're a Bengals fan, you're fucking pumped about this, the early game today, right? Cause the, the Bengals basically fucking mopped the floor, um, with Buffalo, which, Literally nobody saw coming. Uh, well, I'm sure so, some people did, but uh, do you understand the what the word literally even means? <laughs> uh, Everyone was betting on Cincinnati too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was like 67%. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, but like everyone, so the all the talking heads and, you know, the Twitter folk, Everyone was like, oh, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo's the play. So you know what, though? To I mean, I have no way to actually back this up other than like he said it in a tweet. But of all people, Dave Portnoy 
tweeted earlier. And, and again, this was during the game. And he was like, oh, I said this week that all three teams left in the AFC are all really close. And I don't understand where the six points came from in the spread. Because I guess he was on Cincinnati plus six. Uh, but it, it could also just be Portnoy making shit up. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, like I don't listen to anything that he puts out. So I, I can't sit here and be like, yeah, you know, on Wednesday, he was saying Cincinnati plus six, he was beating the drum. But I, he just, you know, it's one of those, he said it in a tweet. So, <laughs> but he's, he was really the only person, right? Like, you know, Ian McMillan, shout out to Ian, friend of the show. I'm going to see if I can get him back on um, relatively soon to see if we can recap his his uh, disastrous season that he had uh, in the NFL this year and, you know, moving forward and everything like that, see if we can maybe figure out a time to actually play golf this year. Uh, but you know, all those things, but he, he was on, he was on Buffalo. Um, a lot of people, I saw, I saw a lot of people on Twitter were all on Buffalo. Uh, wasn't Lifshats? Wasn't he on Buffalo minus five? Um, I don't know. He might've been, I don't know. I know Sammy P was on Cincinnati. The bartender was on Buffalo. Um, it's hard because I like Ian. I listen to his podcast, but he bets every game, so it's like it's it's hard to tail. Right, right. Uh, I will give him a shout out though. I tailed his uh, hockey picks yesterday uh, and went three and one in his hockey picks. So thanks, thanks, Ian. I will say I think uh, today he had Houston minus nineteen and a half in college basketball, and they lost outright. Oof. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I don't know how else he did. Yeah. I think he's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, he was on a heater the last two weeks. Cause he, in the, the wild card round, he gave out what? 12 bets. Yeah. He was 11 and one. And he went 11 and one. And then he was hot in, in the NHL too, which is why I tailed him in the NHL yesterday. Well, he would have hit Jags and Eagles too. What did lost he have? On, lost on Buffalo. I don't know what he had for props. Uh, I think he had J- Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I don't think that hit. Yeah. I could not. Uh, he probably had ET. No, I don't remember his. I don't remember his game prop for that. And then he was he he had to have been on Chase over seven and a half. Yeah, I think he was. If he could find it, I think that was like his deal. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that when I listened, he said he couldn't find it anywhere in any of the books. Yeah. Either way, um, regarding this, are the fucking like how stupid are the fucking people in Buffalo? Like, especially watching that game today with a snowstorm, they built a fucking dome team. Yeah. To play in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Like I was just watching that. They they can't. They couldn't play in this weather at all. Right. right. Like, I mean, yeah. Diggs, Diggs maybe got a, still still got a little bit of separation, but like, how's Gabe Davis supposed to run by people when it's fucking a slip yeah. and slide out there? Right. Right. How's yeah, Isaiah I mean, McKenzie supposed a moose, to You know, so he'll he'll run through people, but you know, your running backs are Devin Singletary, who's about five foot three. And James Cook, who weighs about 180 pounds. 
You know I mean, like those, like those running backs are not built for upstate New York, cold weather, snow football. Bro, they're not even built for Kansas City or Cincinnati in January. Yeah, that's true. That felt like a fucking NFC fucking dome team. That that like that team would be great in the South. Yeah. Yeah, they would do great in Atlanta, right? Like it's Yeah. That's tough. That's and it's like tough it's hard, it's one of those things that's like hard to quantify. But like even um last year in the hurricane game against New England. Yep. They couldn't do anything. And they fucking lost that game. Like, how do you have a team in Buffalo, New York, and you're built to be the 99 Rams? Yeah. I don't know. That, like, that was, like, one of the more puzzling things. Yeah, like, there's no big physical receiver, right? Like, and it's, Stephon Diggs is very fucking good, right? He's pro- he's arguably a top five wide receiver in the NFL, right? It does, like, you know, I might not have him in my top five, but a lot of people do. So he's... He's arguably that's one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. So he's going to he's going to produce no matter what the situation is. But when it comes to trying to find a wide receiver to fit your team and your team's situation, AJ Brown would fit the Bills more than Stefan Diggs, right? Because He's big, he's physical, you know, he's, he's fast, but he's, you know, he's not, he's probably not as fast as Stefan Diggs. Yeah. He but, can make those possession type plays like, right. Take a but like over the middle. That's what you need in Buffalo in January in three inches of snow. Like, like you said, like how is Gabe Davis supposed to run by anybody? Like what, how much quicker, right? How much, how much is Isaiah McKenzie's shiftiness help him when there's three inches of snow on the field. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like it's so it's, it's, it's those type of things. When you look at Cincinnati, you have T Higgins, who's a big body possession wide receiver, right? Hunter, um, Hayden Hurst tight end. He's like, he's one of those new age tight ends in the NFL. He's like a, you know, He's kind of like a borderline wide receiver. He's just like a thick wide receiver. I don't think they use him to block much. I think they use whoever else they have at tight end. Um, so Devin Asiasi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's, you got to look at the makeup of the team, right. And what you're most likely going to be, be looking at. So I think you're right. I think, I think that's a really good point. I never thought of it like that that they built a dome team. Well, it's Buffalo. like, again, it's like really, really difficult to figure that out until you're faced with the elements. Right. Right. That's true too. So, so I, I like, I, I'm, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Like the reason they lost is because their team isn't built right for where they are. They got a home game in the fucking divisional round and their team was not properly constructed for their region. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough look. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like trying to figure out, like, is this team ever going to make the jump? Yeah, they would need, I would say they would need a Joe Mixon, right? Like, and, you know, I don't know anybody's 
salary cap situation, but depending on who you want to listen to, like if you, you know, if you follow Felger and Maz in, in this region, say the cap is crap. But my first thought would be like a Josh Jacobs, right? Like if Buffalo went and picked up Josh Jacobs, I mean, now you're fucking, you're, you're cooking with, with propane you're, you're cooking with fucking hydrogen or he, you know, like that's just going to make a massive explosion, right? Because this Buffalo offense, as long as Josh Allen has been on the team, they have not had a run game. Was it? No, it's him. It's last just last year or two years. One of the years, whether it was last year or two years ago, he led the team in rushing yards. Yeah. Singletary sucks. Yeah. Or the scheme doesn't work or whatever. But then it's, you know, it's Singletary, it's Cook, and then they traded Moss for Naheem Hines. Right. It's like your three guys are all like, you have like three third down backs effectively. Basically, yeah. Yeah. You don't have anybody that can run between the tackles. I I just, I don't know. I, like I'm, I, I was sitting there and it's like I heard snow and I, I was on Cincinnati, you know, getting five and a half. And I heard snow, I go, all right, well, at least that should like tighten up the score. Like it should be fairly close. Yeah. And then I'm just watching the game and I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, what is going on here? And I'm and I'm watching, I go, they literally can't do it. They can't play in the snow. Yeah. In Buffalo. The Buffalo yeah. Bills can't play in the snow. They got out physicaled. In the snow because yeah, their run defense sucks. Yeah, Mixon Joe, ran all Joe, the Mi- place. Joe Mixon is nasty, and Samaje P Ryan isn't bad either. No, but Cincinnati had three backups on the offensive line, right? Which going into the game, myself included, I was one of these people. Everyone was like, "Oh, you know, that was the 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 death knoll." was was ringing for for Cincinnati because they were like oh you know they're down three starting offensive linemen and everyone's minds immediately goes back to Joe Burrow's rookie year when their offensive line was absolute trash and he got he literally got fucking killed he they blew out his fucking knee so apparently their backups are better <laughs> their backups are just fine or the snow well, no, helped two- the snow helped them enough to be fine you know it, it- yeah because then the pass rush couldn't be as good um but two of the guys have also been out yeah that's the other thing is people call their out three linemen it's like well don't really i really lost one yeah jonah williams got hurt last week but yeah. they've, everyone, they've had everyone the kind of hated him yeah, the other two have been out for a while. So that's the thing is like you lose Jonah Williams. So that's in the, like the dude, the spread moved to two and a half points at one point and like hung around, you know, a two point movement over a lineman that everyone thought was underperforming all year being replaced. Yeah. It's not worth two points. No, definitely not. I don't know. Weird game. Yeah. Weird game. Brett Maher uh, just had a fucking. Uh, Extra point blocked. Oh, you're in the future. Uh, they just blocked it right now for me. <laughs> that's not great. I'm on like a fucking 10 second delay. Yeah, that's uh, that's not awesome. Yeah. 
well, that cashed. <laughs> I saw Sammy P on Twitter was uh, getting into it with people because someone was like, oh, Brett Maher was plus 250 to miss an extra point this week. And his his take on it, um, which I would tend to agree with, is that's massively, I don't, would you call it underpriced or overpriced? But I don't, I don't know which way you would go with it, but it should be a lot higher, right? Like at plus 250, he said it should have been, you know, somewhere around plus 500. That's um, because I think it was the Superbook released it at 500. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this this is the problem and w- like his mentions are going to be hell. I know he's, he he did tweet out that he was at the Bruins game. So that's going to be something. Yeah. So what he was saying is that the the number was bad. Yes. Which it is because if it's 500 at the Superbook and 250 on DraftKings, well DraftKings is pitching a bad number. Right. Now, this is just Yahoo's going, well, it's not a bad number because he's going to miss one. And it's like, okay. And my only thing, again, he gets, like, people get, it it goes back and forth because it's like a fucking nothing argument. And then now, like, you know, someone misses. So someone's going to look at him and see, I told you. Yeah, I told Told you. you. Plus plus 250 was fine. Told, Told you. But that's the thing is professionals... Right. Like so, if I told you to take a money line, and I said, "Take, hey, you know, this favorites uh, minus three fifty on the money line," you're gonna look at me and be like, "That's fucking stupid." Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's value there. And then, so professionals can say shit like that because they go, "No, no, no, that should be minus six hundred, and it's only minus three fifty. There's value." It's like, yeah. Okay, I guess. Because it, it all comes down to, like you said, with the professionals, it, it comes down to implied probability, right? So for anyone that doesn't understand how, how gambling odds work, there's a whatever the number is correlates to an implied probability of that outcome. So if if you know uh you if if a money line, right? So just all things equal here, right? Say the the 49ers money line was minus 110 that's an implied probability of what 52% um something like that because that's why you have to hit 52 I'm going to pull up a calculator yeah you have to hit 52 and a half in order to be profitable so it's something close to 52% i think or something like that so when that's what these the professional gamblers do when they handicap something they're looking at the implied probability of an outcome. So if they look at something and they say there's a 67% chance that Dallas beats San Francisco and that correlates to a minus 350 odds, like you said, but the odds on one of the sports books is minus 420, you're like, well, there's value there. At minus three fifty, because minus four twenty would would have an implied probability of, you know, whatever. I'm making numbers up here, like eighty percent chance, right? There's an eighty percent chance that they're going to win, but they're only charging you as if there's 
a 67% chance of winning. So you're getting value on that bet. So that's, I think that's what, what, what they're going through. And that's what professionals do. Um, now this is where things get real goofy. So Do you find there's, a calculator? There's implied probability and there's true odds, and they are related to each other. Okay. So, so a two a two fifty money line plus two fifty money line has a win percentage implied probability twenty eight fifty seven. Twenty eight point five seven, sorry. Right. Twenty eight and a half percent likelihood to hit. Right. Now you got to remember, and then uh, 500 is 16.67. So we have like a 28.5% chance and a 16% chance likelihood of happening. Yeah. Technically, both of those numbers are shit. Right. Because Brett Maher, Brett Maher has hit 93% of his career extra points. Yeah. So the true odds there are 13.25. And if you ignore that playoff game, he actually was hitting at 96%. So the true odds are actually closer to plus 2,000, 20 to 1, that he would miss. Right. Yeah, a little bit higher. Yeah, like right around 20 to 1. So for him to miss an extra point through his career is about true, true odds, the actual real probability. Right. Is about twenty to one, and they're pitching a plus two fifty. Now, this is where it sucks because we just watched it; it just happened. So plus two fifty hit. So someone who sits there and goes, "No, no, no!" Like my handicapping states that he's going to miss an extra point, and you're like, "No, that's a bad number." Yeah, and he goes, "No, it's not because it's going to hit." <laughs> like, see, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it that's is. where someone who's a fucking moron. No, but no, but professionals do it too. So this is what this is what I'm trying to say is because it does go both ways. Now, someone like Sam, he's in the middle and he's a betting analyst, whatever. And then some Yahoo jumps down his throat. That's why he has to double down, and that's why he has to go so hard on some of these takes. Because the person's like, no, plus two fifty is a good number. He goes, No, it's not. The true odds, true odds. Should be 1325 or 20 to 1, depending on if you want to count that one for four game or not. Because if you're right. doing a statistical analysis and going, hmm, I watched him go one for five or one for four. One for five? One for four? I don't remember what he was. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, well, I think it was one for five because he missed four in a row. So I I watched him go one for five. He sucks at hitting extra points. Like, okay, well, throw that data set out because the one for five doesn't matter. So if you then take all of his other ones, well, he hits at 95, 96%. So the likelihood of him missing an extra point mathematically is, is 4%. Is four, four and change four, between 4 and 5%, which is a 20 to 1 odds or a 21, 20 to 1 true odds. Right. So you can say plus 250 is a bad bet, but if a professional then starts doing this. So like, let's just say uh, like, so we know that a home, like a home team 
is like 50-50, right? Yeah. In a favor, it's usually 50-50 for covering, whatever. So we all we all we already know like there is no like edge, but like some professional thinks they have an edge. And they might see, oh, a good example would be like the Floyd Mayweather fights. Like when Floyd Mayweather fought Conor McGregor mm-hmm. and he was like minus a thousand. Yeah. And people were looked at and go, there's crazy value there. But now you and I look at it like you would need to bet a thousand to make a hundred. Yeah. Or you would have to bet a thousand, yeah, a thousand to win a hundred or 10,000. To win a thousand grand. Yeah. Or 20 grand to win 2000. So like someone can look at that and go 25,000, 25 grand to win 2,500. They go, that's a great bet. But you and I would look at it being like, I'm only going to bet like 50 bucks on this thing. Like I'm going to return like change. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like ones of dollars. Yeah. And we're like, no, that's stupid. So like this, this is 50 bucks to win 50 cents. This is this is where sometimes I get a little peeved with like sometimes the people who analyze and sometimes the people who are pros and being like cuz a lot of like value is opinionated, right? Right. It's very rare that we can look at something like player props. And this is probably why some people can find an edge in props. There's actual data there where it's like you know, Josh Allen threw 14 picks in 17 games. Or I think, I think that's, that's what it was. So the rate there is, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, 14 divided by 17, you know, we're talking almost one per game, right? Right. Close enough. 82%. Okay. So say he goes three games in a row without throwing a pick it would be wise to start taking him to throw a pick. Right. Because statistically over the season or over, or use a career, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like the guy you like with enough sample size, the guy usually throws a pick um, 82% of the time. Let's just say that and 82% yeah. of games. Right. And he just went right. three games without throwing one. Right. So outside of catching an anomaly year, like you can start to do some of that. Um. But then, like, you know, if it's say he's say he's gone four games without throwing one, he usually throws one in 82% of games and it's hanging like a minus 150. Someone be like, oh, what you lay 150? And it's like, yeah, there's value here. And someone else can go, no, there's no value there. It's like, no, he's 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 due to throw, he's due to throw. Like, there's value there. And it's like value is relative. Right. Right. Because it's all about what the person who thinks they know what they're doing. Now, professionals get the benefit of the doubt. That they can say, well, I'm a professional and it's like, oh, I've been gambling for 20 years and I've placed millions and millions and trillions of bets. So it's like, oh, well, what I say goes because there's value there. And then the fucking team loses. And it's like, well, it's still the right bet. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it just gets hard. And then like something like that happens where we can we can we can show true odds and see how fucking upside down it is compared to what they should be. And then it hits anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, none of us are Titanic Thompson, right? <laughs> well, that's because he's always a hus- He's always hustling. He's always yeah. got an edge. It's like worm and rounders. Yeah. Can't just play it straight. 
Uh, so, so that being said, since we're on the topic, I have a, I have a question for you, um, that I thought of the other day when I saw the tweet, um, about all the sports books that just got approved for Massachusetts and we are officially like nine days away from sport mobile sports betting going live. No retail. Uh, Oh yeah. Whatever. Um, so what uh what books do you think you're going to use? Have you given any thought at all? So well, see this this is actually difficult and someone this was an, again another Sammy P thing. So cuz he had taken a picture of the drive um the drive-in spot in the garage at win to place a bet. Right. And someone goes, that's useless. Why can't I just bet it on my phone? And he goes, well, some people want the tickets. Right. And I think it was him. And I think lift shots was in that talk too. And they go, why would someone bother with the tickets when they can just do it from your phone? And he goes taxes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But a reason the recreational person would want a ticket is one, you can use cash. So if you have cash on you, you don't have to worry about a deposit into an account and having an account balance and paying the fee on that. Cash is cash. Cash works. Then if it's something like a future, so it's like, I'll probably go the first day we can, the 31st, 10 a.m. I'll probably be there, to be perfectly honest. Um, Not at when. I'll probably go to Plain Ridge. Yeah. Um, Just to say I did it. (laughs) I don't know. It's funny to me. We'll see if I can, if I can. Yeah. And what it's I'll good prob- research for the podcast. You can and what I'll, back. what I'll probably do is I'll probably try to put something in for the masters. Right. So when everyone's there trying to do like their one week, whatever, you know, if I put 20 bucks on a 30 to one 20 to win 600. Okay. So, you know, it's just 20 bucks, like no big deal. Like I'll have that in cash on me. And I don't have to worry about like an account or holding it in the account or like when's that going to cash or like anything like that. Right. Um, and then, yeah, taxes, whatever. I'm not worried about that. Um, so in terms of what books will I use, I already have a DraftKings account. Right. As do I. So no issue there. Yeah. Um, I, the only one that I really don't, well, <clears throat> I don't know much about fanatics because they haven't launched anywhere yet. This will be the first one. Okay. I don't know what better is. It's different. There's something different yeah. about it. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I'd have to look more into better. Um, I don't know what Betway is. I do know FanDuel. I do know points bet. Yeah. Points bets are probably a big one. One yeah, of I mean, the biggest. Yeah, like the so the bigger ones, DraftKings, FanDuel. Didn't they used to be offshore points bet? I don't know. Bet three sixty five used to be, okay. and that's, that's that's who Rainum Rainum partnered with, but they don't have a deal yet. Yeah. Um. So, first and foremost, the books that are mobile only. Like, I don't know if I'm going to download Barstool. I'm probably not because I can go to Plain Ridge. Exactly. That's that's my reasoning. I probably won't download 
the Barstool app because Plain Ridge is 10 minutes from my fucking house. And I don't know if I'll download WinBet. Because even though Encore is a little more of a pain in the ass, like if I really need to make, if I really need to find those odds, like if I care that much, then I'll just make the drive. Yeah. But I will not make the drive to Springfield. Right. So BetMGM, Caesars. I don't know. Like, I don't know how many I'm going to actually download because at the end, because at, at the same time, like. You have to deposit into all of You have of to those. deposit into each one. Now, right. I don't I don't know if the American books charge fees for that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. They might but not. I don't know. The offshore books do. Yeah, they do. So to be truth be told, I don't know how many I will. Yeah. Do again. I've already got DraftKings. Um, what I will probably like as we get closer to March, what I'll probably do is just kind of like start looking yeah. at like a uh, an odd screen, and just kind of like taking note of which books seem to be okay. Like, dude, they're all going to be pretty much the same. Like, I feel like they're all very reactionary to each other. I think the only big difference is going to be in the future markets. So right, that's where I could see myself potentially having more accounts than I'd like. Yeah. Um, but these are all regulated books. So like the withdrawals aren't fucking retarded anymore. Like that, like that's part of the reason why I only have one offshore is because it's like, you need to have a certain balance or you need to roll over. Like you don't do that in American books anymore. So it's like, Right. If I deposit a hundred bucks into an account, I you know say I hit a say I put fifty on a future and I hit that future, I can withdraw the remainder and leave the hundred bucks in there. Right. Right. Um. So I think we I think we'll have a little bit more flexibility compared to like the offshores. Um. But I haven't tracked any of these. I haven't really tracked many of these um, books, so I don't really know who has the best odds or who doesn't. Yeah, so I was actually going to say basically the exact same thing, um, that I'm probably going to pay attention to what the odds are at probably at the books that I would be interested in. Or I guess if I could find somewhere that has like all of the ones in Massachusetts listed, um, to compare there are odd but, screens yeah like can, is that another app <laughs> do, do i have to develop that app it might be a uh well the big one i think you have to pay for it's uh dawn best dawn dawn best that might be it i'm not sure yeah, I don't um know. but like that's the one like the professionals use but like that's the one like the books use so like People who like uh, arbitrage bet or whatever, mm-hmm. they just keep that screen up. And the second they hit it and it's like, okay, bang, then I'm going to go to this book and I'm going to nail that book or I'm going to start making phone calls, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I think just Vegas Insider has enough of an odd screen. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Because I know so the Action Network is the app that I use to track all my stuff. Um, They... They kind of have some, but you you it's it's not it's not great. I also don't know what the action network looks like on a computer. 
Um, it's a little bit better than the app because it's I'll, not I'll, that much different. There's one thing when it comes to like I'll place like single games on my phone, but boy, is mobile fucking like awful to like do this shit. Oh, to, yeah. like bounce around to get the props to like change books to look at sheets like well especially when you have to go offshore books because it's a it's a web page so you have to go on your web browser right and then open up a page and then open up a new tab so it's it's just a pain in the ass it's not like you can just like flip between apps on your phone but yeah i think i think vegas insider should have enough of a of an odd screen and you can just find like Massachusetts books or you can filter um, maybe, or you just have to know which one. I don't know. Cause like, I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have a um, customizable thing. Like you might need to make like an account. It might be free. Yeah. But I mean, if you give a, sh- if you give enough of a shit about this stuff, you should probably do that. Yeah. Um. No, this isn't what I want. NFL odds. Yeah, they have. I'm on it right now. FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesars, WinBet, BetRivers, PointsBet, uh, Sports Illustrated, which I didn't know had a sports book, Unibet, and then that's it. Yeah, so I don't know if you like if you made an account. I don't know if you could customize this screen. Doesn't look like you could. Yeah. No DraftKings though, huh? That's interesting. What's the futures market look like? So yeah, I mean, like like you said too, I already have a DraftKings account. Um, I'm kind of maybe interested in BetMGM. Um, I know Vinny has used them before, or he at least has an account. Yeah, I think part of me... Part of me knows that it, it effectively doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, so part of me would like to stick with some of the bigger books. So like just looking at this screen, I mean, this again, this is I don't know if it's customizable. I don't know if there are more, if this is just what it is. FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesars, WinBet will have all of those and points bet. So we will not have Bet Rivers, we will not have SI, we will not have Unibet. Um so, you know, I'm even just looking. So say you like. This is a bad market to look at because it's so finite now. I don't want. Uh, so if I, I might also to... look at. Uh, golf, too, because. Yeah, because it depends on what you bet, too. I basically used my other book that shall remain nameless uh, because it's not my bookie. Uh, but I want to I want to thank my bookie and tell you all to use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up with my bookie uh, to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. But when it comes to betting on golf, I could always get better prices on my other book. Um, so I basically only used them for golf, and I, I, occasionally I use them for baseball. That one summer that I fucking crushed baseball because I was working, but I wasn't really working. I basically just had a fake job and I could spend like two hours every morning handicapping baseball games. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, I use my bookie for everything else. And then I use that other one for, for golf and occasional baseball. So yeah, it might so- come down to that too, right? Like it might be like, you know, just making shit up here, right? Say like Caesars, like they have really good prices for golf. Then I might just use Caesars basically only to bet on golf. And, you know, at this point in my betting career, I, I only bet on football and golf really. And if I'm going to bet on anything else, I'm tailing someone else. Um, so, you know, it, we'll go from there, I guess, but. Yeah. So golf, they don't have an odd screen for, but if, uh, so say you were an NCAA basketball person, just to give you an idea. And I'm going down the odds list just a little bit to, to emphasize the difference. Um, so say for whatever reason you thought Gonzaga was going to win this year. If you took them at BetMGM, it's 18 to 1. If you took them at FanDuel, it's 35 to 1. Wow. That's a huge difference. So that's why this shit actually matters. Right. Right. So so now just looking now again, I'm going through the odd screen just kind of scrolling. It looks like for NCAA basketball, you don't want BetMGM. They don't have any unique numbers, um, and all of their numbers are fucking terrible. Yeah. For these futures. Um, Looks like FanDuel gives you the best odds on basketball. College basketball. Um. So maybe I can just quickly go to the NBA futures. So this is NBA finals. And BetMGM seems to be a lot better here. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Yeah. So the sport you bet matters because right. if I'm sitting here and I go, oh, BetMGM bet sucks because I can't get college basketball futures. Well, their NBA futures. Although not dramatically better, like we're talking like, you know, plus 20 to 1 instead of 18 to 1, 21 instead of 18 to 1, 41 instead of 36 to 1. Um, but it's it's better. I mean, it's a sharper market. It's better, but if you were an NBA futures guy, then you don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, dumbass said that – Bet MGM sucks, so I don't want to use it. But in the NBA, they're good, right? Well, and that's like NHL is looking like Caesars. Caesars. Yeah, I went. I just went to the NHL while you were talking about that, and that looks like Caesars. Yeah. So, so. it all depends on on your sport, basically. Yeah. So, I guess. That's the answer to the question of my own question (laughs) is we'll see, I guess. Yep. And then again, the other thing too, is it's like, sometimes you're going to weigh the option. It's like, Oh, well, instead of 18 to one, or it's like, say, okay, I have a FanDuel account. It's 18 to one on this future. The other one's 20 to one, but I have to open another account and make a deposit. It's like, right. Fuck it. I'll Is the two points it. worth? Yeah. Yeah. Again, for the amount of money I bet, right. probably not. Right. 
Yeah. So yeah, because twenty like so like twenty to one or eighteen to one. If I put twenty bucks on, I either make three sixty or I make four hundred. Yeah, it's a forty dollar difference. Forty bucks to make another account just to like place one bet. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing too. Like you said, you know, if, if you got five six accounts, you got to make deposits into all these accounts, and then you know, you, you whatever. So it's it adds up. It adds up quick. So. Um, all right. I got another question for you. Uh, and I'm stealing this from a foreplay pod that they, they put this on Instagram the other day. So you have one chance to make a putt. The, the read is flat and straight. Okay. Every foot that you add to the putt, is worth $10,000. So if you make a putt from one foot, it's 10,000. If you make a putt from six feet, it's 60,000, so on and so forth, right? Every one foot is equivalent to an extra $10,000. Again, it's flat and straight. How, what distance are you going to take that putt from? You only have one putt to do it. How about this? You go first because my answer is not going to go the way I think you think it's going to. Um, my answer is I, I, it's hard. I would go back and forth, but ultimately I would, I would roll the dice on three feet. I was going to say two feet and take the 20 grand and like have a nice day. Um, but I think I might roll the dice on the 30, on the three feet, take the 30 grand and, uh, you know, hope I don't fuck up the three footer, which is possible. Right. But on a, you would think again, Flat and straight. Um, you would think three feet is three feet is right about the last point for an amateur that I think is in the the plus the plus percentage for makeage, um, or at least it's more than fifty percent significantly. I don't know, but uh, I, I forget. On, I forget. On, yeah, it depends on skill level. Yeah, I forget. I forget Lou Stagner's chart. He did a whole chart breakdown thing, but. I know the uh, the on the tour professionals, eight feet is 50-50. Right. So I and I know me and I know myself and my game that you know I would I would go three feet, 30 grand, and hopefully sink it, take 30 grand, have a nice day, and go on with my life. Yeah, so that's the so outside of someone playing a lottery ticket, that's pretty much the correct answer because if the PGA Tour is 50-50 from 8 feet, that means a scratch is probably 50-50 from 6 feet um, on all pots, obviously. So that includes breaking uphill, downhill. So this is flat. Right. So the, the the percentages are higher. So like right. the, the likelihood of a PGA Tour player make, making an 8-footer on flat, no break. Um is still higher than 50-50. Right. But on average, I think at 12 feet, because a lot of people are going to try, again, they're going to try to hit their lottery ticket. I think it's 12 feet. 20% of putts will miss based on um, abnormalities in the green or inconsistencies in the green. Right. 12 feet. I think it's 12 feet. And I think it's 20% of putts miss. So am I going to really 
take that on. Whereas I know that I hit like 95% of my four footers. So give me a four footer for 40 K. Right. Right. Like it, it, like the, I, I hate like it, it, it sucks because again, someone's going to be sitting there be like, oh, I'll take my odds on the 20 footer. I'm like, your odds are never going to hit that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're significantly more likely to miss it than you are to make it. 20 feet because that's 200,000 yeah yeah so we'll put for 200,000 on the line it already isn't makeable and now you're gonna make it right and now you also assuming that like your nerves aren't going to come into play right because because this we're, we're playing this out as if it's a real life scenario which is why i i truthfully went back and forth between the two feet and the three feet because like i said three feet is like right about that spot where like it feels good, feels comfortable. But if right before I was going to go hit a putt for three feet, you were like, Hey, if you hit this, I'll give you 30 grand. I'm going to be like, ah, fuck. I got to read this again. You know, like it doesn't matter. It's flat straight. doesn't matter. I got to read it again. Like, you know, it's, it's a mental thing. So that's why like it it, it comes into play. You have to factor that in because it's, it's where it's not obviously a real life scenario, but the hypothetical is pitched you know, in a real life scenario. So if you were just going to be like, oh yeah, no, I, I could hit a seven footer or, you know, if you were whatever, if you were a, a really good golfer and, you know, if you're a plus handicap and you're, you know, more than 50% likely to, you know, flat straight hit a seven foot putt. Okay, cool. But if right before that, I was like, Hey, you hit this putt, I'll give you 70 grand. Well, that's going to change things, right? Like that's, and then that's what I tried to factor in, which is again why I went with three. Um, but it's that's that, that's another thing too, right? Like, oh yeah, take my chance with a twenty footer. Okay, right before you hit that twenty foot putt, hey, if you sink this, I'll give you two hundred grand. You're for sure not going to hit that. Like you no. said, you already can't hit it. It's already and now not you're definitely it. not going to hit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I was thinking was maybe extending it out to six feet. Because uh, I guess maybe not. Uh, I guess all things flat. I guess if it's all flat, my make rate from eight feet is probably about 50 50. So if I took a seven footer, I'm more likely to hit it than not. But I mean, 40K, 70K, I'll just take the 40. Yeah. Because I'm probably not missing that, to be perfectly honest. Right. And that's how I felt about the three footer. Like I'm probably, I'm probably not going to miss the fucking three foot putt. I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But I do like how there's definitely people out there that think it's like, Oh, well, I'll just take a 12 footer because it's like flat. I'll hit that. No, you won't. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you won't. No, you won't. And it might not even be because you did anything wrong. Could just be the green. 20% chance that Something fucked up on the green is what moves the ball. Yep. Never mind if your if your face moves a degree anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing too. Obviously, if you're if you you know don't hit it square or you hit it slightly open, slightly closed, whatever. Like obviously, that's going to compound with the further distance you are away. So if you're three or four feet from from the cup and you don't make a perfect strike, you're still fine. You know, say you hit it three degrees off from four feet, 
you might still hit the putt. But if you hit it three degrees off from 15 feet, well, now you have, you know, what, an extra 12 feet, an extra 11 feet for that putt to move. And that three degrees off is going to compound because you might be three degrees off now, but by the end of the 15 feet, you're going to be, you know, a foot right (laughs) or left, you know, depending on how badly off you hit it. So I I thought it was interesting because I did look through the comments a little bit and some people were, were saying that like some people were kind of like us. And then some people were even like, give me a one footer. I'll take my 10 grand. They're like, I don't give a shit. Uh, Give me 10 grand. Some people were literally like, that's 10 grand. I didn't have four seconds ago. Exactly. So sure. Yeah. I can do a lot with 10 grand. Um, which, which is, I think that's a fine, that's a fine reasoning. I'll respect you, the fuck out of that, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. In, is like, I don't, I don't for 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can find this data. Um, but then you had other people in the comments saying what you were saying, being like, oh, you got to go anything less than 10 feet's not worth it. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? Less than anything, less than 10 feet's not worth it. Like that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's let me see if I can get this for Shot Scope. Shot Scope has a database of millions of golf shots. I don't know how easily I can just find this. All right, 30 plus feet. No, 24, 6 to 12. Can you like filter oh, it by on. handicap? I can see it by handicap, but they're giving me a range. So it's like, I want to oh. know what a two footer is, not zero to six. Oh, yeah. Because zero or to six. At least make better ranges. Yeah. Go like one every to three, two four feet. to six. Yeah. 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 That doesn't help me. Yeah. One to six is lame. Yeah, I don't know if I can find anything. Okay, hold on. So what's a 90 shooter? Is that like an 18 handicap? Yeah, because that's... No, it's a 15 handicap. Um, So a 15 handicap from four feet, 65%. And they're, right. 50, they're 50, 50 from five feet. Okay. So that that twenty footer that everyone was thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that ten footer, yeah, that everyone's like, oh well, ten feet. That's a tw- that's a one in five, twenty percent make rate. You have a twenty percent make rate, and then for myself, my numbers would be slightly worse than this because these are scratches, and I'm not technically a scratch. Uh, my four footer is eighty percent, but all things being flat, actually, I, I'm comfortable saying eighty percent is fine. Yeah. Um, because that's all putts. Yeah. I'll take 80% for 40K. Plus yeah, 40K is a nice That's number. probably where I am for for 30. Like I'm probably somewhere in that, you know, I'm in that like 15 to 18 handicap range. Yeah, what I say it was from three feet was it 80? No, 65 was four. Yeah, so it's probably close to 80. Yeah, probably seventy something. Already got yeah. rid of the screen, so yeah. So that that um, it's it's interesting that we are, 
you know, kind of in the same in the same neighborhood there. Yeah, the doesn't it it in a way it doesn't surprise me because like I know why they ask it, but I'm like I actually know what the stats are. Yeah, and I think I do think like knowing knowing the stats kind of obviously changes how you it ruins the exercise. Yeah, yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'll just line up for a 20 footer and hope for the best. It's like, well. Yeah, cool. You have a six percent chance of hitting that. Yeah. <laughs> you have a better you have a better chance hitting on a five dollar scratch ticket. <laughs> yeah, Kino. I think a uh I think a five dollar scratch ticket is one in one in eight. I forget. It has the best odds. Yeah, I think it's one in eight, which is or it has the best odds to win any prize. Which is what sixteen percent. And now that's also assuming again a five dollar scratch ticket, a one in eight. Five bucks. You could win five dollars, right? You could win your money back. But I think you you have a one in eight chance to of win winning a prize of winning a prize on a five dollar. So that what is uh, what is that? That's twelve and a half percent. So. You're you're double as likely to win on a five dollar scratch ticket than you are to hit a twenty foot putt. (laughs) I could give you. I could give you two. So statistically speaking, I could give you two chances at twenty foot putts, and statistically, you are less likely to hit those two. Then you are win on a five dollar scratch ticket because you get that twelve and a half percent versus the twelve percent. You know, and I know it's not that clean because I think yeah, I you have say, to do I don't, like I don't think I don't think that's how probability it's, actually it's works. Not, it's not. That's not how you do that. But you know, if you just add them up, so yeah, that's a fun little little thought exercise i saw that on like i said on instagram the other day and i was like oh that's interesting and i'm curious as to what people would say you know again even when like lou puts out lou stagger puts out those stats people just fucking fight him on it it's like no this is just math he literally works for arcos or whatever the fuck it's called one guy told one one guy told him that was the problem it's too many shots (laughs) it's too much data yeah, too much data. Yeah, okay. Now, oh, man, you need less data. Imagine that. You need less data for your research. I don't think anyone yeah. has ever said that in the history of fucking science. Yeah. But yeah, what happens in my Saturday group? Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Okay. Uh, so y- you were there on Friday. It was, it was nice. It was nice to find a nice Polynesian haunt. Yes. Tahiti and Dedham. Yeah. And obviously I'm not from Dedham. I'm not from Milton. I'm not from this area. So that means nothing to me. Yeah. I did ask someone from, she's from dead. I think she's from Dedham. And she's, I was like, what's the deal with Tahiti? She's like, oh, Tahiti. 
<laughs> she goes, I think she had a like a bridal shower there, like way back in the day. Like that was the place where everyone went for all of their shit. It's like almost like the Irish American, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tahiti, Tahiti was the spot. So it was nice to go into a divey place mm-hmm. to get a zombie. Yep. And feel god awful the next day. Yeah, it was the first time I had had a zombie. I think I told you since we lived in Mansfield and uh, the little little sludge in the engine the next morning. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I got a zombie at the sushi place at legacy place um but i don't want to go like i don't want to it's not really like a bar like i don't want to go there and right again drink two to three zombies and feel like complete shit the next day yeah so i mean i said this it wasn't a marissa zombie but it was uh it got the job still good it was i don't think they used wolf rum like china plaza (laughs) yeah So, yeah, they were. It was, it, you know, what it was good enough because truthfully, I don't always need it to be like loaded up on fucking butane. Yeah, exactly. Is that that's it? Uh, that's, all I got. that's it. All right. That's all I got. So, I'm actually going to piggyback off of your final thought then um, and continue on with the, the rest of the night then with uh, the fucking when we were at RL. Yep. And we're standing there just <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> we're we're standing there kind of like in a circle, right? Which it's me, you, Chris, and yeah. So Steve. for so for backgrounds, so it's Roxbury Latin, that's the school. We were we were there watching a basketball game with one of the fathers of the kids. So he brought us up into like this area where it's like buffet stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a coffee station and a water station and cookies and shit like that. And like, you can buy merch if you want to, whatever. So it's like private school type of shit. Right. Yeah. Um, Very, very expensive private school. Yeah. So it's mostly students and families up there. Right. Yep. And then we're there because, I mean, obviously we're with our family, but you know, we're there because we train the kids. So Mm-hmm. That, like and it's it's a, just like above the courts like in this one spot yeah so so we're standing there um we're standing next to the refreshment table where they have coffee and hot chocolate and you know all kinds of whatever else tea probably um so we're standing there in a circle and all of a sudden someone comes in like it kind of like taps me on the shoulder and it's a student so there's there's obviously kids that go there. I don't think it's a it's not a boarding school, right? Roxbury? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a boarding school. I mean, the boys don't board there, but like, I don't know if they have the option to. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, think I don't so, know. Though. I don't know either. Uh, but either way, there was a student there who kind of like comes over to taps me on the shoulder and goes, hey, "Excuse me." Um, can you show me how to use this? And I'm like, okay, like what? And I look at what's in his hand and it's a fucking canister of whipped cream. Now, before you out there that are watching and listening, they're like, what are you talking about? Whipped cream? I'm talking about a fucking can, can of whipped cream, the can of whipped cream that you would go buy in market basket or stop and shop anywhere. Or, 
H-E-B, you know, depending any, on where you are that's listening to the show. Any can of whipped cream that you yeah. are thinking of, yes, yep. that is what this kid did not know how the to The one use. that you walk by in Kroger every day is the one that I'm talking about. And he 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 looks at it. He's he's just got it in his hand and he's looking <laughs> at me like, how can you please help me use this? <laughs> and he's got hot chocolate and he wants to put it in the hot chocolate. And this is not like a six-year-old. This kid's probably like, 13 ish dude he's seventh grade not like yeah yeah that's what school is he's he's probably around 14 years old and he doesn't know how to use a fucking can of whipped cream (laughs) so i look at him and i go all right well shake it up and then turn it upside down and he does that and i go you gotta like see that this white stem you gotta like just push it and he sits there and he takes the tip of his finger and he pushes straight down onto the part where the whipped cream comes out and nothing happens. And I'm like, no, no, no. And at this point, like the rest of the group is like, no, you got to push it on the side. And he's like, he like doesn't comp, doesn't compute in his brain. Like I push it on the side and how does the whipped cream come out? And he's fucking, he figures it out, right? He pushes it. And then the whipped cream starts coming out. Like every fucking normal person in the world knows how to use a fucking can of whipped cream. And it finally comes out and he squeezes it and he starts shooting it in his whipped cream. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, like that kid's probably gonna be a fucking neurosurgeon too. And that's the thing that that we said too. It, it was so two things. First, this school, if for anyone that's not from around in this area, Roxbury Latin is potentially the most prestigious um um, school in the entire country. Uh, they have, as we found out from someone at Tahiti, who was some old lady who walked by Steve because he was wearing the, the RL basketball shirt. Some, some woman was like, oh, Roxbury Latin. They have the highest SAT scores in the entire country. My nephew or grandson or whoever the fuck like went there and all this stuff. And it's great. They go to Harvard, all the, whatever, fuck off. And, uh, so, so Roxbury Latin is a, is a very, very good academic school. Like these kids are fucking smart. Like you can't just decide. You don't decide that you're going to Roxbury Latin. They decide that they're going to let you go there. It's, it's that type of school. You either got to be a really good athlete or you got to be really fucking smart. Um, and this kid did not look like an athlete. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I mean is like, so he was, it's just hilarious, right? That, like you said, that kid's probably going to be a fucking neurosurgeon. And, uh, I had to teach him how to use a fucking can of whipped cream. So bad. (laughs) Like, so then the second part of that is afterwards, he walks away. We all start laughing (laughs) and and I looked at you guys and I go, he knew exactly who to come to. He yep. knew he knew exactly what shit bag to come to. Be like, I don't know how to do this. Can can one of you guys help me? Yeah, uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, like that was that was it was pretty fucking good. Uh, Steve's like, yeah, he goes. Yeah, the butler probably does it for him. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. The kid's probably going to be a fucking CEO of some massive fucking company someday. And uh, he'll keep rockets from blowing up. Yeah. And I had to teach him how to use a can of whipped cream. (laughs) 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, beautiful. Fucking great. So beautiful. This is the type of shit that you can't make up. And this is why I tell, like, this is a, a really good example of why I tell people performance in school does not indicate your intelligence. Correct. Because yes. I would say that at now you could argue, well, he's still young. Yeah, you're right. But right now the kid's a dumbass. Yeah. He can't figure out a can of whipped cream. Yeah. Now he can probably do quadratic equations around my fucking sorry ass, but yeah. Explain the baseline of a parabola and like, all that bullshit. He can probably do that. Yeah. But he had to ask one of us, one of the two people that you are currently listening to. <laughs> <laughs> on how to complete a task that he wanted done. Yeah. Yeah. And not like a robotics equation. Yeah, it's not it's not like he was sitting there to like trying to dispute like e equals mc squared and he was like close. And yeah. then he was like, "Hey guys, like, can you take a look at this can, for me? Can we like walk through this? Can you like can we like double check my work cuz I think I just disputed it." Um no, he just wanted whipped cream for his hot chocolate. <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised he he was able to figure out how to get the hot chocolate into the cup. Yeah, it's all like levers and shit. He probably did physics for it. Yeah, yeah. But just his face when we when we were like, oh, you got to push. You have to you turn it upside down, mm -hmm. and you got to push the stem. And he was like, "What do you like?" He like literally tried to push the tip that's open where it comes out, and nothing happened. Oh, the other thing too is uh, we had been drinking before this too. Well, so yeah, it's like, yeah. So not only did we have, you had two zombies, I had two zombies and two Bud Lights. Yep. So he needed our drunk assholes. Yep. To figure this out. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty fucking awesome. It's going to be hilarious someday. You know, I've got to get a fucking a knee replacement or something. And the, the doctor comes in. They go, ah, you look kind of familiar. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, start shooting I, the I shit. They went to the Roxbury Latin. I'm like, when, oh, my God. When that press conference comes that like, what year is it? So like, like a member of RL graduating class of like 2027 comes out and wins like a Nobel Prize. I'm going to I'm going to be like, I wonder if that was the kid who couldn't figure out the whipped cream. <laughs> yeah i'll go I'll, that'll be my first and only ever youtube comment <laughs> i taught this kid yeah. i taught this kid how to use a can of whipped cream he's gonna so he's gonna <laughs> solve the fucking climate issue yeah <laughs> and somehow it'll like relate back to those cans yeah he'll he'll save humanity he'll be like oh wow if only we had a different way to do this <laughs> yeah uh so so yeah that's pretty good that was friday night it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumb shit that happens to us all the time oh, you know? without fail dude it's, without it's like, fail if you listen to the show long enough you you get it at this point right like you it's it's not even a surprise to you you're like obviously you guys are the ones that this fucking happened to yeah <laughs> uh so uh with that said uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for, for watching, for listening, for coming along this ride. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're at, whatever you're using. Uh, you can take a look at the uh, the bottom of the screen here. 
and uh, find all our socials. Uh, but if you're an audio only person, uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Uh, Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook page is sarcasm speaks. Website sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, uh, get some t shirts or maybe some mugs or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want, anything you want with our logo on it. You get throw pillows for Christ's sakes. You get laptop covers. It. I think there's an apron. Uh, so what you can do actually is go to the merch store, buy a Sarcasm Speaks apron, and then when you get that, you can go to grillyourassoff.com and then use the promo code SarcasmPod to get 15% off your entire order when you check out. And whatever you use to cook when you're cooking, you can wear that Sarcasm Speaks apron while you cook with your grillyourassoff.com seasonings or barbecue sauces or pickles, whatever the fuck you buy from them, uh, because it's amazing. So... Uh, Until next time, good night everybody.